So I was putting on my fake nails today. Mm -hmm. And then the little <laughs> one was like, oh, trying to put them on her. I'm like, these are too big for you. And I had like a stocking stuff for a little kid nail. Uh -huh. And so they're each they're actually easier because they're like already sticky and you just push them on so she didn't have to mess with glue and she comes in while i'm setting up and she says um mom how do you go poop with fake nails <laughs> or how do you wipe how do you wipe with fake nails and oh, i was like mercy. Carefully. Right? <laughs> she says, okay. Yeah, she gonna talk about it. Go through it. She not gonna just walk around it. Girl, when she says she's standing on it. Auntie don't play it. She says she's straight. She hold it down for the fan. Hey, heel on the neck of the man. Quit vacation or toast to the sand. Top of the line. And she had a man. Not gonna lie. She gonna keep it a stack. Get out of line. She gonna keep you on track. Step out tonight. She gonna look like a snack. Don't raise your voice. Or your ass make a smack. Head stay on point. Walk around looking new. Lived in the 90s. So she know it's cool. Focus on her. She ain't worried about you. This is top three and she ain't three or two and it's something you knew. Okay, she patient, but don't touch her gangsta. She got flavor, season you in game. Welcome back, guys. So she's gonna say it. Miss Lou here. TT on the mic. So where you can reach us, you know, let's start off with that. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube. And now Pandora. And don't forget about iHeartRadio. Hmm. And what about subscribing? You can subscribe to wherever you listen to our podcast on. And you can rate us, leave a review, subscribe to IG and Facebook page. She's going to say it. <laughs> and now you can buy us a coffee to keep our energy up while we record these podcasts. It's www.buymeacoffee.com slash she's going to say it. Say you can buy us one cup. You can buy <laughs> us five cups. The last is two days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We need that. But if you feel like being generous, but don't have a penny to share because it's the holidays, just please like and subscribe and leave a rating and that will. And that'll, that'll make us feel happy. Mm -hmm. These videos are now going up on YouTube, so they're going a little slower, mm -hmm. but great looking video is coming. Nice. I like that. We we'll always put the podcast out first because that's our first little baby. Anyway, so let's get into this meat and potatoes. We're going to talk a little about, about mental health. But before we do that, let's touch on a little bit of that um, plastic surgery episode. That was that was interesting. I like that episode. It's actually a very popular one. One of our most. Yeah. I've been watching this show on Hulu. Mm -hmm. It's called Trafficking. And it's this journalist who goes around and she does episodes. She does one on like hookers. She does one mm -hmm. on making meth um she did one on plastic surgery oh making meth I, that caught my attention and today i found a um app mm -hmm. or a filter on instagram mm -hmm. it's called pillow face and it's what you would look like if you have too much filler oh so we're gonna take a picture after this oh, okay that's gonna be fun i want to see how it, that works it's out not cute at all not <laughs> 
no. I was going to do it this morning, but I didn't have my makeup on yet. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. But so I've been watching the show, mm-hmm. and they did one on plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. So it confirms some of the stuff I've said. A lot of this, she did her research in Miami. Uh-huh. So one of the things is they have these th- people called pumpers, and those are the ones that put that crazy shit in people's ass. Oh, like the... Um, silicone. Silicone. Or or they're or putting the, uh, cement. They're right. putting, like, whatever they can think of, and they get paid, like, it's cheap. It's, like, $1,000 per... But people are dying because you're putting like non-sterile yeah. shit, or your butt looks deformed, and they that's why can't those get it out. lumpy, sacked-ass women are out there walking around. Okay, now that makes sense. Okay, well, unless that's just their regular fat. Mm, no, you can tell because these women are trying. They start off to have the nice body, but then they have the ant booty, and then it's like, <laughs> oh, mm, I don't know what's going on. But they've been doing it since the 1940s. Damn, can you imagine that? Our grandparents with that in their ass. Yeah, and no, I couldn't see my mom. And people are so desperate to look a certain way that they would do this. If, I mean, I'm not going to do anything in a motel room. First and foremost, yeah, meet me at the si- <laughs> meet me at the Motel Six. Uh, knock on two o five. Just let them know you're here to get a pumper. Hell no. So then they also talked about the um, the Miami cheap plastic surgery, and they have these surgery centers in these little strip malls and so basically they are cheap because they're pumping out uh, one doctor will pump out 10 surgeries a day those are two to three hour surgeries there's not enough time in the day so they interview people and they keep them anonymous for a lot of this stuff so you can hear the real story Mm -hmm. and basically the doctor hops they have multiple patients under anesthesia and they hop from room to room. From patient to patient. But what they're doing is letting their surgical technician, who is not licensed to do anything but assist the doctor, and they can't even do um, certain things even if the doctor's there, but they surely are not supposed to do anything when the doctor's in the room. Period. So they could be the ones stitching you up. They oh could be the gosh. ones like just like he's just taught them. There's no possible yeah. way. Ten surgeries, three hours. Yeah. There's not enough hours, in the, enough hours in the so day. So they're doing that like and then they're staying up all night. They're tired. Right. Oh, my God. There's like a couple of people that. So there was this, the one particular place they were talking about every time they had a death. So they basically had under like five to ten deaths in the last five years, which is unheard of in plastic surgery. And every time they have a death, they just change the name of the place. It was the same people, the same doctors. Oh, wow. That's fucking crazy. And that's how they cover up their licensing and all this stuff. Wow, that is unreal. I've been seeing a lot of that in the magazines about the botched surgeries. And even um, K. Michelle talked about hers. Her botched surgery and how she had. She looks so different now. And even after she had her the whack ass surgery, she still goes and gets her face done, which is she looks totally different than what she looked. But she looks pretty. But she's that's not her. So I don't know. I just I feel like if you went through that already and you had a bad situation, why would you continue to keep going through that? Like at some point you got to say, okay, my bad. Let me just stop. (laughs) Like I don't know. Oh come on. There's so much pressure on everyday uh, women. Can you imagine being in the the spotlight? Yeah, I I get it. I get that. Because I I mean, shit. But I mean, if that's all their job is, is to look fucking cute, like do it all day. 
work at it every day, all day. That's all I do. And then I can sing and look cute and dance in front of the mic. But yeah, <laughs> at some point you gotta, you just gotta say yeah, stop. Yeah, but they have body dysmorphic yeah. type shit going on, and they don't see themselves as pretty. And I guess yeah, trying to compete. She's like in her forties, I'm sure, trying mm-hmm. to compete with these young. But her voice should be enough. Like your voice is outrageous. Like you don't have to have an aunt booty to go with the voice. Well, but well, I guess she that's had what her aunt booty saying. taken off. Yeah, she had it taken down. Yeah, she was did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She did. She did that. Back to that's crazy. Booties. That's crazy. And that's even going out of the country too and getting those types of surgeries ends that are because they're reasonable or cheap or or you know you can get it done quickly. But that once you get that done and then come home and. You have to think about all that stuff that may happen afterwards or if they did the sterile procedures or if they put the right products in there. So, yeah, that's that's crazy. I, I have to check that out. I think I've watched maybe one or two of those. Um, We've watched most of them. They're pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I want to say I saw the one on meth. She did one on motorcycle gangs. Was it motorcycle gangs? And she uh, asked them, are you like a Nazi? Wow. And they were like. Don't ask that question again. Like, wow. like straight up. She pushes. <laughs> she pushes, but, but I like that. Yeah, it's crazy. Nice. I'm or they get out. like certain people that they can talk to, mm-hmm. and they're told these are the questions you can ask. And don't these, ask, yeah, yeah, don't ask anything else. They're pretty scary people. Wow. All mm-hmm. right, so let's get into the meat and potatoes. <laughs> Mental health. Before we start, we do want to put a disclaimer out there that we'll be talking about a lot of mental health issues. We are not here to give any medical advice. We're just speaking on our experiences, my experience with mental health, and um, just research and what we've seen out there in the media. And follow your advice from a professional medical doctor. Absolutely. Not at a strip mall. Not a strip mall. Yes, so this is for your entertainment only. This is what we do. This is what we've been through. So just keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Should I talk about what happened to me? or? Well, why not? Let's just let them give them a little brief and let them know how you feel. So in January of 2020, mm-hmm. I was having a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sleeping. And my primary care physician mm-hmm put me on a low dose of Zoloft. Mm-hmm. What time is it? Because my husband needs to get up. Speaking <laughs> of. Speaking of. <laughs> I doubled my dose mm-hmm. by myself, but I told him. Because mm-hmm. he said that it could need to be increased. Right. I don't recommend doing that. Mm-hmm. That was irresponsible of me. Uh-huh. So don't ever change your dose without talking to your Absolutely not. Your Please doctor. do not do that. So then I was on this regular dose, and then I was like, oh, I feel better, so I stopped taking it. (laughs) Don't do that either. Don't. And I kind of had a little meltdown about a week later. Mm -hmm. My anxiety was worse. Mm -hmm. Wasn't sleeping. And a lot of it had to do with my job Mm -hmm. because I have a very stressful job. Right. And some of the people, frankly, are just crazy Mm -hmm. and don't know how to talk to people. Ah. And (laughs) that's just the case. So I went back on it. I went to my mom's for Thanksgiving weekend. Mm -hmm. We got home like at three o'clock. I knew I had to go to work and I just had the biggest panic attack. Like I just did it. I couldn't bear to go to work. I couldn't. I was like, I can't deal with these people. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to go in and I've had such a lovely weekend Mm -hmm. and I just like feel sick thinking about going back. 
So I called my doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, I get treated by a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is I can go talk to a psychologist or go talk to a counselor, but the psychiatrist is the one that adjusts your medication. Right. And he put me on a higher dose. He doubled my dose to 100. He mm-hmm. slowly went up to 100 of Zoloft. Mm-hmm. And then um, he gave me Trazodone, which is a sleeping pill. Right. But the sleeping pill kind of gave me what's called a paradoxical effect. Right. So I take it, and then I'd be up all night anyway. Ah. So he changed that medication. He wrote me off for about seven weeks from work. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't need that long, I don't think. And he was like, no, just we could always shorten it if right. you want to. And um, he calls me once a week. We do mm-hmm. a video zoom right. with the covid right. and then last week he said okay so you ready to go back to work i was like no <laughs> <laughs> he's like no 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 what i mean is do you want to go back to that job or do you want to get another job mm-hmm. and i said well unfortunately right. i need that job for now because it pays for the bills right and the, the food and i go but i have you know i have my hobby a podcast and right. it's so funny because he's so old He's like, what's a podcast? Oh, no, he didn't ask the question. That, that is the universal question. Okay. So, um, but I was like, eventually, if mm-hmm. we keep going, I mm-hmm. think we'll start to be able to earn some income from it. And right. then I could definitely go part time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but other than that, it's just a nice, like, getaway for me and Miss right. Lou. Because right. we're just having conversations we would have every day anyway. You ain't never lied. Just being able to just have a release of tension sometimes just say things that we don't normally say <laughs> well no we say it we say worse sometimes ah, so <laughs> yeah you're right i've been off for about three weeks now mm-hmm. and for week one mm-hmm. i was dirty and in my pajamas for about a week <laughs> and didn't want to do anything didn't want to do shit but stare at the tv um i tried to like edit episodes and I just wasn't mm-hmm. feeling it. Uh, second week I started like, okay, I'm going to have a plan for myself for one thing to do a day. You mm-hmm. know, there's certain things I had to do. Right. And I was like, okay, I have to do Christmas shopping. Right. I have to, but I'm just going to, but I'm not going to overwhelm myself. This right. is what I decided to do. Right, right. I'm not going to overwhelm myself. I'm mm-hmm. going to, you know, just work on one thing. So one day it was like, I got to finish editing the last episode, right? Mm-hmm. Got that finished. And then the next day, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to do the YouTube intro. Right. So whatever it is, mm-hmm. that's what I did. And about the middle of last week, I just felt totally different. I enjoyed cooking again. Um, I wasn't like, God, I got to go Christmas shopping. I was like, right. okay, let's go Christmas shopping. So I'm starting to feel a lot better. Right. Am I ready to go back to work? No. I just need a break. I need to reset. I mm-hmm. need to learn to ignore people. But that being said, that's my story. And why is my voice quivering like I'm going to cry? Goodness. Don't cry. I'm not. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't I'm cry. Getting a little forklift. <laughs> no, but because this is this is a thing. Like people don't realize that mental health is is it is a thing. It's a real thing. And once you sit back and realize like wait a minute, after you feel all insane and overwhelmed and bogged down and you have all this stress, those panic attacks, and you some people don't even realize that they're having panic attacks, you know? So yeah, it's it's deep. I mean, yeah, man. And it's very common. And it's common. And not and, and for all ages. And I'm not embarrassed to say I have a psychiatrist. Yeah. Not embarrassed at all. It's not at all. It was needed. I was going to have a mental breakdown if he didn't give me time off of work. Mhm. Mhm. You know, and they they know as doctors and 
mm-hmm. you know, what people are going through. And I think there's a lot of people that are coming to them and I'm like, I need a break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So keeping it light to begin with, mm-hmm. I, that was kind of a little heavy. I don't know. Hopefully I mean, it helps someone. It just, yeah. And that's what it's for because sometimes people don't talk about their own personal issues that they're going through. And people tend to think that you're not human because you don't talk about it. So I like that. It was sort of corny how I started because um, it was after I watched the Be Good Markle and Prince Harry <laughs> interview and they were talking about <laughs> mental health. <laughs> mental health. Like, and I was like, you know what? I should go. So Meghan Markle and Prince Sexy Harry. Thank you. With that red hair. <laughs> I love I love Prince Harry. Yeah. I he, think he's a handsome one. He is, and he's very nice, and he did everything to protect his wife. He said, fuck y'all. Yep. We out. <laughs> you can have my title and everything. Bitch. I don't it. think he ever liked it anyway, but that's all. I don't think so either, because he's always ran around and did some of everything else. So yeah, he wasn't That's a whole other episode. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> Put a bookmark. <laughs> so there was a Huffington Post article the other day, mm-hmm. and the questions it was about like dealing with um people and the holidays your families yeah. or gatherings or if you don't celebrate the holidays it can always happen at the gatherings and they ask these annoying questions <sighs> why do they always have to talk about your weight so what if i'm a fat ass you knew i was a fat <laughs> ass last year i showed up guess what i'm a fat ass why do you have to make it known that i'm a fat ass to everybody okay my mom on that weekend God, i went so up she said I was like, oh, because I put on these tight jeans <laughs> and I couldn't <laughs> bend over to tie my shoes. And then I was just saying, oh, my God, I just need to lose weight because I am right. a little heavy. <laughs> Hence the She's Going to Be Healthy podcast coming soon. Stay tuned. Um, And she says, well, you always get gain weight when you're stressed. <laughs> and I was like, damn it. Mom. Why Thanks you- <laughs> for the jab, Mom. <laughs> It was like a dry, right? A dry stab, <laughs> like a dry snitch, but like a God. under the table come out. I was yeah. like, ah, just tie my shoe, right? It was pretty funny. Or they always hit you with that that classic uh, relationship question because I know that's one of my favorite ones. My mom's was always, "Are you going to marry a doctor?" <laughs> I was like, "No, I don't want to marry, marry a doctor." <laughs> you know, it's married yet. <laughs> Are you ever going to get married? <laughs> when are you going to have kids? Or it's, what are you doing wrong that you're not married yet? I mean, I know it's only been a year. Why does it have to be me? Why can't it be <laughs> them? <laughs> I love that. I love that. Or, <laughs> you still don't have a job? Oh, it's a classic one. <laughs> I've thrown that one around a couple times, too. You don't have a job still? Always really here asking questions. for stuff. Don't worry about um, <laughs> my question, my life. Right, Stay right. Stay out my business. <laughs> I love that. But it's usually old people who don't give a fuck. So you're like, you have to be polite. Yeah. <laughs> but you're like, I don't know if you remember. There's a show back in the <laughs> '90s called Ally McBeal. Oh yeah, Ally McBeal. And she'd always have like these fantasies <laughs> in her head. Like I remember you, that. You, it would be like a bubble that yep. popped up, and she'd be like strangling someone. Right. Like, <laughs> and so it's like that's how I feel sometimes. That's like, like the she's gonna say it bubble. So it's like you say what your political correct answer is, and then you have that she's gonna say it bubble that pops up what you really want to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got that. I love it. <laughs> well, let's talk about the differences between um, men and women when it comes to mental health. Do you think there is any differences, or do you think we suffer the same? Well, the research I did, and also we have this magazine that's out now. Can you see it? It's called 
understanding mental health and it's like 12 bucks but it really touches on a lot of issues it talks about medication it talks about why they mm-hmm. say that women get more inward mental mm-hmm. health issues like depression and anxiety right noted right <laughs> probably you too yeah. actually i didn't ask you um do you think you struggle with mental illness i do i do on a regular and um i think because of my demeanor People don't notice it a lot, but um, I find myself when I look around my room and it's a little messy sometimes, like, dang, I must be in that mode because my room's a mess, you know, and I feel, because I I remember reading, I don't know where I read this once, um, somewhere before where it said that, you know, your room and your house is a reflection of what's going on in your mind. (laughs) So that's when I start looking around my house, like, what's going on? Because I'll feel, I'll feel overwhelmed and I'll be like, and I'll just sit there in a spot and be like, I need to get this together. Mentally, I'll be trying to just go over things. And I started looking around like, I'm depressed. My room's a mess. Why did I just throw those clothes right there? Why did I put my shoes over here? You know, like different things like that. How come I didn't put stuff away? Or how come I'm not fighting to clean this up right now? So that's when I realized that I am maybe just struggling from a little stress and a little depression. And I have to kind of get my mind set back. But what I've um, started doing in one of my young ones is the one who helped me to realize that this is something that's useful because he was struggling with mental illness too as a young adult but um I asked him I said how did you get yourself back on track and he told me well I'm not gonna tell you the first thing he said but the second thing was meditation he said meditation he said he's seen reality there he was stuck kind of trapped in his mind he's seen reality is there but he couldn't figure out how to get to it because he it was just more fantasy is where he was thinking you know and he was just like stuck there so he said he had to start channeling just being sitting and still listening to the environment and breaking it down, you know, just meditating, I, I, you know, just meditating, you know, and breathing and just all that that comes with that. And that helped him to be able to reach reality and to see when he gets that clogged mind, he sits down and just centers himself and gets it back on track that way. So that's what I've been doing. And um, it's helped a lot. It's helped me from choking out people (laughs) at work wanting to throw a chair at somebody you know just those types of things that I'm able to usually when um, I have someone and they're being confrontational towards me I would be like get kind of upset but since I've been meditating I'm realizing that I'm able to just listen to where they're coming from more and able to um, put that reflector of okay it's not personal what they're saying to me this is just what they're upset about at this time so I think um a lot of people need to look into that. That will help a lot, I think, with um, the mental illness. Just being able to stay focused. It was funny. You said in the beginning um, that people don't notice because of your demeanor. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how, you know, people don't put enough emphasis on mental health over physical health mm-hmm. Health as far as um, looking at someone and not knowing what they're going through. Because right. number number one, you can't see it unless... Mm-hmm. You like all of a sudden, like I started coming to work with no makeup, right. and my hair not done. Mm-hmm. They would be like, "Oh shit, something's wrong." Exactly. But um, and that few weeks, I didn't put any makeup on or anything. I was oh natural, mm. and I only did my face up for like recording online mm-hmm. or um, if I had to go out. Right. But yeah, they said that because they can't see it, right? They don't. Know they don't understand it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there's also that stigma, right? Right. So people don't want to get help because they don't want to be labeled. They don't want to be 
like stigmatized mm-hmm. and they don't want to let anyone know when they're on medication. Right. And some of those medications, like for people that have more serious mental, um, l- let me take that back. Everyone's mental health is it's just serious. as important, mm-hmm. even if anxiety, depression versus bipolar and stuff. Right. So some of those like bipolar schizophrenic meds, they're labeled antipsychotics. Mm-hmm. So we need to stop calling it that because I know someone that needs to take that medication mm-hmm. and they're like, I don't want to take it. It's an antipsychotic. I said, well, you need to. Right. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I was like, it's a mood stabilizer. Right. So why don't you, we just call it a mood stabilizer mm-hmm. instead of putting these labels on people? No one wants to be known as a psychotic, right? Right. They think, then they put like murder and all these crazy violent crimes. And the fact of the matter is 90 five to 99 percent of people with bipolar or schizophrenia never do anything violent right but mm-hmm. there's some that do and then that stigma comes exactly mm-hmm. i think a lot of that has to do with the medical um fields too out here because a lot of them don't know how to deal with mental health i know a certain foundations don't know how you know they 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 treat treat you with the medication when you should be treated with someone to talk to and then when you need somebody to talk to, they give you the medication. It's kind of like giving it to you at the wrong time. And I think that's with one of my young ones that was dealing with that. That was what he was going through. He kind of felt like they were giving him medication and saying, oh, well, just take take a little bit more of this pill. You know, and then when it will, he really got out of hand, then it was like, oh, okay, well, maybe we gave you too much medication. Now just talk to somebody. But at that time, it's too, it's too out there because he's taking all this medication and his mind is just all jumbled. Well, so. that's one of the problems, too, is that right. because you can't see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they have to kind of adjust your medications Based on what you're saying, right? And or I think the whole, feeling. like, medical field itself is difficult to navigate. Yeah. So to know what to do with, you know, getting the right doctor, what is this doctor do? Well, a psychiatrist, they may talk to you, but for the most part, they just pre- prescribers. Right. Right. And psychologists, I'm not sure if they can... Um, prescribe medication. I think you have to be an MD for that, and psychologists are not MDs. No. So then you would need a psychologist or a therapist to talk to. Right. And then you have your primary care doc. Mm-hmm. And for us, we have our OBGYN. <laughs> <laughs> we have four doctors. All that. So. Gosh. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm not embarrassed by it. I'm just mm-hmm. like, I think because I'm more of the, op- the um, headspace that you know, if something I have to say helps someone, mm-hmm. then why be embarrassed about it? Yeah, we're, we're I don't think anybody should anything. be embarrassed about it. it. We should all be able to talk about it and get to a, a, a root of how we can handle it, you know? Because this depression and this mental illness is taking a lot of people out. They're they're harming themselves. They're doing a lot of things like drinking and doing different drugs and stuff to try to ease that pain because they don't know how to express it or to get it out to somebody how they're feeling. And there's a lot of people, I think, that have... Um, those repressed memories, especially yeah. of something very traumatic, like, mm-hmm. you know, child assault. Mm-hmm. Or you call All of that. Or even women. Most most of us have, one in three have been raped. Mm-hmm. Or I've never been raped. I had someone try something funky on me once, but <laughs> I made it very clear. <laughs> and it didn't happen, but that was, like, my fight in me. Just like something funky. Yeah. <laughs> right. And he knew mm-hmm. what he was doing wrong, mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. But women, like I said, more likely to have anxiety and depression. Males, they do more antisocial behavior yeah. or uh, substance abuse. Not that women don't, but mm-hmm. like lying, cheating, aggression, violence, mm-hmm. stuff that gets them in trouble. Isolation. They act out. Yeah, they isolate themselves. 
And then as women, we have to worry about filling all these roles, mm-hmm. like mother, wife, uh, friends, all of this stuff. Sister There's the pressure honey, to look child. a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. like men just get up cute. Whoosh, 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 they're out. Wake up and be cute. This article said one in five sexual assault, but I I know it's like one in three. Right. It's probably um, more than that. Are two times more likely to have eating disorders mm. and have PTSD mm-hmm. regarding that. Yeah. Or I don't think repress. I don't know if you ha- can have repressed memories when you're older. I'm not sure. I'm not a psychiatrist. But mm. <laughs> well, I've heard of that. I've heard of people like having like a flashback. They'll see something or something will happen or somebody will say something and it'll bring up something that happened to them when they were younger. And I guess that's I guess that can the, happen through mm-hmm. therapy, mm-hmm. which I think everybody should go to, which a lot of people, you know, I know within the black African-American culture, the black culture, they are they don't push mental health um, to talk to somebody a lot. They just say, oh, he's a little touched. He's all right. He just needs the Lord. Or they say you need Jesus, you know, or hey, you just need to take a nap. <laughs> wake up you'll be all right you know or pray pray on it pray but I, I believe in prayer too i mean i there if every i believe in a higher being so praying too for me helps me to be able to just get how i'm feeling out and to be able to talk to someone and not get that you know that negativity back well it's you it's you it's you even though that later does come where you know i feel like my prayers helped me to help to guide me to do something that was beneficial for myself or Mm-hmm. for someone else with the mental health. And they say as women, we have more physiological symptoms like mm. loss of appetite or increased mm-hmm. appetite mm-hmm. or being nauseated, having mm-hmm. headaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I remember every time Physical I br- pain. break up with a boyfriend, I haven't had that many, but I would just stop eating and drop weight like crazy. Mm-hmm. And then the last two ones, I'm on my last one, but on the last <laughs> two, I fucking started eating. Yeah. And I was like, what happened to that like bonus of losing weight (laughs) when you break up with someone (laughs) that's funny yeah and they say like mood disorders are kind of equal for Mm -hmm. both genders Mm -hmm. because that's more of i would say a genetic thing Mm -hmm. or a you know well the other thing too i wanted to touch on because i was thinking i saw this here where it said something about the postpartum um Mm -hmm. develop the anxiety and depression it can be hormonal Related to just like postpartum, but I don't want women to get that twisted with that because is it so when you're basic? So I, I guess what they say, postpartum is I think for me, I didn't I didn't really go through it. I did, but not a lot. But so I can't understand how exactly how a woman feels with that. I didn't have that hard where I just was, couldn't stand my baby. Didn't want. I didn't go through that. My so, whole thing with postpartum. Well, was just first like, of all, I have to say it was all self. I would never act on it, but I could certainly understand during the colic oh, yeah. why people would throw their babies out the window. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I totally like, like, oh, right. like, and mm-hmm. mine wouldn't even like she would fall asleep in a car ride. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you hit a traffic light mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I was by myself because her dad at the time was working night shift mm-hmm. and she'd always get colicky around seven. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I'm glad I know, that I just, she's still here. But I think that that part, that Part of that is, you know, how like when they say people have had limbs removed or organs removed, how they go through that separation and anxiety. I think that's all it is with having a baby 
with that. It's not really a mental health disorder. And they like to throw that in there with this types of things. These types of things has nothing to do with having a baby. But postpartum you know? is a real diagnosis. No, it's no, it's I'm saying so they should separate that from mental health saying that that's a mental health issue because if they didn't have that problem until they got pregnant and had that child. You know what so I mean? for me, the first one, I just remember, and that's because your hormones are crazy when yeah. you have a baby. I would cry mm-hmm. at the stupidest things. Mm-hmm. Like it could be a freaking Butterfinger commercial. Yeah. And I, <laughs> the second one, I actually is probably probably precipitated all of this because they say when you have postpartum mm-hmm. depression or anxiety that um, it can follow through. Mm-hmm. You know, just like hypertension. If you have hypertension during your pregnancy, you're more likely to have it later on. Right. So the second one, okay, I had a little bit of crying, but I didn't realize for about six months, seven months, and that was around the time that I had cut down on the breastfeeding because mm-hmm. she was eating. Mm-hmm. I didn't stop for a year. Mm-hmm. But at the end of that year, when I look back at it, I definitely had a lot of anxiety. I had this repetition of checking the door to make sure it was locked. I'd have mm. horrible Im- images of thinking, oh, what if my kids get cancer? Right. Um, I would drive over this one interchange, mm-hmm. and I would always, like, it would just triggered me these crazy thoughts. Mm cancer or one of them died right and then it would like build 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 and it would just get me so upset hmm. and i didn't realize it was happening at the time mm-hmm. i mean i knew it was happening but when i completely finished breastfeeding i was like bitch you were crazy right like i was doing crazy shit and having these weird crazy thoughts which i kind of believe it does come with anxiety because those same type of things happen you know this time around mm-hmm. um so I always tell women that are pregnant, you know, postpartum isn't just like sitting there crying and being sad because I was never sad. Right. Per se. I wasn't depressed. That wasn't what it looked like for me. But mm-hmm. but I always tell them, you know, if you fight, it could be postpartum. Just pay attention. They always ask you when you go to your appointments, are you feeling anxious? Are you right. Feeling depressed? And that's why I hate why they ask those things. You know, I'm fucking feeling that way. I just had a baby. You know that that's something. Why would you do that? And then they kind of coach you into saying something stupid. Is there? Do you have any thoughts of hurting your child? Well, yes, I have. I've had the thoughts of slapping the shit out of my child and choking them and throwing them in the water. But why? Why would you say that? You know that they're having that issue. That's what. That's. I guess that's what kind of makes me upset it's not something that you know but i could see what you said about the blood pressure and stuff like that because i am going through that when i had my youngest child i had blood pressure through the pregnancy and then it stuck with me after and i never had that issue with any of the other kids before didn't do anything different than with that one you know so i could see that but i guess with my postpartum i didn't have any of those things like that my biggest mental breakdown was just about how my body had changed and it was just about me, but I never had any thoughts of hurting my child. So I guess, I don't know. I maybe I have to look more into that. Cause I just feel like they shouldn't lump that into mental health. Cause then you get this poor woman thinking that she's got mental issues after this poor kid, after well, she's she had does. this baby. Well, I guess your guess you're right. Cause I swear up and God, I said, my mom was fucking crazy. And then I was That's thinking about she it. Had 50 of mm-hmm. you. How and many? then I was thinking about it when Ten. I talked to people. There's nine. nine. But then I was talking to people who knew her before her children. I was like, yeah, your mom was such a wonderful lady. And she did this. And I was like, you know what? It was be, it was these motherfucking kids. <laughs> so after she had Chris, she went fucking crazy. But I feel the same way because I feel like I was more sane before my children. Now I'm like, this lunatic here. Yeah. <laughs> 
I say crazy things to these children, you know. So they deserve it, and they deserve it, and they know that they do. <laughs> so We're looking you know. at you, kid. <laughs> and then they say what, and they start laughing after I said this crazy stuff. Like, what? Why would you say that to your beautiful child? Well, look what the hell you made me do, you know. So I don't know, but I guess that's that's part of that's part of parenting and all that. But I don't know. I'm gonna look into that more. I'm gonna read it about the postpartum part of the mental health because I don't know that kind of is I just don't want those on those poor ladies don't put that as th- that on there but I, I, guess, I mean I guess it is part of it so we'll move on <laughs> I don't know I don't I just I think it happens to all of us in some degree or another especially the first two weeks when your hormones are like like yeah. your head can blow you're like oh I don't know I just because I, I, I also, guess no I'm well my whole thing too is that I had a lot of siblings so I was used to all this Stuff that was gonna go, I knew what was gonna go yeah. on with the kid. You know what I mean? So that stuff, everything that happened, I knew, and it, it wasn't an issue. It was just all this. I was like, "What is it? <laughs> what? You know, this is the stuff that I was spazzing out about." So I don't know. I I guess, yeah, I don't know. Plus peeing yourself. Yeah, peeing in the bed. Oh my! Oh, God. I didn't trying to get bed. out. The, I was trying to get out the bed. I went downstairs because yeah, I didn't want to wake bad. her up, and I had to pee, but I didn't pee yet. And then I sneezed and I was like, what the fuck yeah. just happened? Mm-hmm. Like, that's this, what I'm talking this about. My that's life my now? postpartum stuff that I went through. So and now I'm like, like if, I, if I have to pee, you better go now. It's going <laughs> to come out. And then at work, they know I'm about to sneeze because I crossed my leg. Because <laughs> it'll come out then. And I only had two by C-section. <laughs> and then I thought I, with my first one, I was like, I'm not going to bleed right because she was a C-section and the doctor was like, no, you're going to bleed. <laughs> yeah. So it's the unknown. I think, yeah. I, I think a lot of All women of have a lot of trouble. Like they're very scared and don't want to admit about giving birth. It's very mm-hmm. scary. Yeah. I had to watch videos on it before I had, because I was like, I really don't know what, I have no clue. My mom just came home with one. And I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> every and time I, she leaves. Yep. Night. And I told her, stop going to the hospital and you won't bring one home. <laughs> and she was like, it doesn't work like that, Miss Lou. so racial biases Mm. so they say approximately 86 percent of psychologists are white and two percent are african-american and i think that that there's something to that that's a good reason of why a lot of african-american people don't go and get that help because they they when they go into there and they see this person who they don't relate to it's going to be hard to get that help and they don't trust the system and trust. anyway. Yeah, and trust it is <laughs> definitely don't trust the system as it is. So seeing somebody who doesn't look like you and probably didn't go through the same things that you have been through, yeah, that's kind of a deterrent. They're like, mm, yeah, well, it was nice meeting you, doctor. You have a great day. I'm out of here. It's mm-hmm. unfortunate. It is. I know. I've sat. I've sat in a therapy in the um on that. I would say on the table, on that couch. And looked at this therapist like she's not going to have a fucking clue about what the fuck I went through in my life, you know. Because they're just supposed to listen. And I know they're all they're writing is this bitch is fucking crazy. No, they're not. She really is. And But don't you think it's more important that they try to get help regardless of who the person is? Because Absolutely. at the end of the day, Absolutely. it's going to help them. Absolutely. I mean, I just, I feel like... Everyone needs to talk to somebody who doesn't have any interest in your relationship, in your life Mm -hmm. or anything, and who's just strictly just want to hear and let you get it off your chest. Mm -hmm. Because you say things, you start rambling, you're getting everything off your chest, you're just letting it all go. And then before you know it, you didn't already figure it out the whole shit yourself. And they're like, wait a minute, that's all I needed. And the therapist is like, yeah, 
two hundred dollars, please. <laughs> Shit, they're expensive. Yeah, and a lot of it. Well, I must say that mm-hmm. if you need a therapist, most companies have an employee assistant program, which is bullshit too. No, I used it before. But you have to go through their referral service, and you get ten free sessions. But you can also go through your insurance. Every insurance has a mental health one that you just pay a copay. You at least have to look into it. Boom. But you know, out of pocket, it's one fifty or two hundred. Oh yeah. Easy. Out, 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 and that's usually out. not even for an hour. It could be only forty-five minutes. They do have sliding skills for those ones who who choose not to have insurance. Because I don't know why no one would have insurance at this point with Obamacare and all that and all those cares. So yeah, but everybody I think needs to have somebody they can talk to. I know it's it's nice to have your friends and stuff like that. We tell them everything, but still, they have that. They still gonna have some kind of opinion on it. You know, they're still gonna be saying, well. If you did this, then, you know, or if you listened to me when I told you this and that, you know, they still have that going on. So, but you, you, everybody needs that. Do I do that? No. Okay. Mental health days. Yes or no? <laughs> like, does she do that? No, she doesn't. No, TT's, she's, she's my, my ride or die. Um, mental health days. Ding. <laughs> I was taking a lot of mental health days. Sometimes you just got to. Hmm. Get away. Sometimes you're like, I just can't do it today. And that's okay. And you can just do you. Mm. They say read a book, like read a novel and get a, escape into a novel that's not your life. You know, pets help. Mm-hmm. They just want to snuggle mm-hmm. and eat your and shoes. that's where that, that meditation can come in too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different apps and stuff online, YouTube. Um, I found a nice little 10 minute, ten, five, 10 minutes mm-hmm. does wonders. And even if you do it two or three times a day, like on that day where you're taking that mental health day, just break it down. You know, I'm just sit there and meditate, listen to even if you're listening to some something, some peaceful ocean music and you're just letting your mind go. It helps a lot. It really does. Um, I'm going to see about those mental health days. I haven't taken any. I wonder if my job uh, sees those. As and remember, ability. everyone, you don't have to tell them why you're calling out. All you have to say is I'm sick. Mm. You don't have to explain nothing. I mm. used to work at a place nice. where they, I was like, <laughs> what's so annoying when people call out? She's like, I don't want to hear your whole story. Just tell me you're sick. Ah. I don't give a shit. And she was like <laughs> saying, I said, she said someone told her they were having a herpes outbreak oh. and couldn't come to work. And I was oh. like, ew. <laughs> like, oh. No offense. I know a lot of people <laughs> have it, but like, why would you be yeah, like, Yeah, I'm not telling them that. Yeah, I'm not telling them. I'm sick. I can't come yeah, in. You don't even have to make I'll that. I'll be there tomorrow. I used to just call her. I'd be like, I'm sick. And she'd be like, okay, bye. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it. I like it. Okay. So that's nice to know that that's a thing. And you don't have to tell them that. Then just get your mental self. Because if they ask out. you, you'd be like, that's my private business. And yeah. then you can use that little word HIPAA. <laughs> like, I don't have to tell you. No. And and technically, a lot of the contracts and stuff that we have out there with our unions, they tells you that you don't have to disclose your reason for um, taking off. So think, look into that. Because I'm sick of you bitches. <laughs> sick of you bitches. So That's sick. what she said. I believe in mental health days. I just think like sometimes you just need one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, don't be stupid and do it every Friday or Monday so you get a three-day weekend. You that can part. pull it, that off like one time a year. But... <laughs> You know, just when you are feeling a certain type of way and you just like, if I go to work, it's just not going to be good for anyone. Then it's good to take a break. There's nothing wrong with it. Right. In my humble opinion. I like that. <laughs> I'm going with that opinion. You know, 
<laughs> if you have the time, use it. They don't give it to you when you leave. Yep. That's that. That's true. Pets. I like how you said that about pets, though, because I've been noticing that a lot of people have emotional support animals. And at first I thought that was funny. I thought I was like, is that a thing? So there's a difference between a service animal and an emotional support animal. Well, you know, the stores out here don't let emotional support animals anymore you better be a and neither does my my job location either we don't give a fuck <laughs> take your pet put him back in the car you shouldn't have brought him here how is a chihuahua a... oh okay now this is my thing if you can hold them in your arm and because this guy came in with a little pet parrot actually the i take that back the <laughs> parrot was a, um he was a um he was a service animal he had a certificates and everything so but he had his parrot there didn't move, didn't leave, wasn't flapping around anywhere. But I think people abuse the system like they abuse like handicap stickers mm-hmm. that they. That's w- a thing. Really not emotional support animals. They just want to take them everywhere. No, no, there are. No, there there's are. some, but there's a lot of people like I, I didn't say there wasn't. Oh, what okay. I said was people yeah. abuse the system. Yeah, they ab- abuse it. That's true. And it annoys me. I'm, I don't want to see... I want to go shopping and not have your fucking dog everywhere. Sniffing my ass when And I, I think it's over. irresponsible also because some people are terrified of dogs. Yeah. And they should be able to go in public and not have to worry about mm-hmm. a dog. Like mm-hmm. Even if your dog is the nicest dog in the world, mm-hmm. someone could be petrified. That's true. Especially when they're big. Because there's, there's, I saw this gentleman walking around with this big old um, uh, Doberman Pinscher and it was freaking huge. And he was like, <laughs> yeah, this is my emotional pet. And I'm like, dude, you're not bringing that... <laughs> anywhere beast in here <laughs> without a saddle you know no it's just yeah but i think that is but i like that though i i mean you know if they're a small little tiny little no and petite, i don't like dogs and strollers either oh god you have a dog put stroller? a bookmark there that miss lou has a rat on that oh my gosh dogs and strollers <laughs> no i mean my big ass dogs ain't gonna fit in a stroller anyway but <laughs> Your big ass dogs will be pulling the damn stroller. <laughs> dragging us down the street. I had to take them for um, a separate walk the other day because I just couldn't deal with both of them. Right. They're always competing. Oh my god. Like one goodness. of them's got to be right ahead and they're like always competing over it's the everything. Order. I tried to take a Christmas picture of them and I was bribing them with a banana and every time I was about to take the picture they'd jump up and I was like, you guys suck. Snatch the banana. <laughs> don't threaten me with a good time yeah <laughs> well did you have anything else you wanted to add on this beautiful topic of mental health I don't think so did just take care everything? of yourselves guys and don't be embarrassed mm-hmm. and you know if I can talk about it for the world to hear you certainly can you know keep it to yourself mm-hmm. no one has yeah. to know they're very good about keeping your information private absolutely and just you know now that I'm feeling better, I'm starting to exercise. Mm-hmm. So, mm. but a lot of it was just I had no energy to do anything, yeah. especially when you can't sleep at night. Yeah. Or you wake up like 10 times during the night when yeah. you finally do fall asleep. Yeah. That is the thing. And talk to your children. Ask your children about what they're going through. Mm-hmm. And, and you could tell by their bedrooms sometimes. The rooms are clean in there and you see they're getting up and they're functioning as young adults. Then you can t- kind of tell that things are okay. But if you think, start to see things changing a little bit, talk to them. Find out what they're going through. Because these teenagers, they have a lot going on at school. You know, and sometimes it just takes Ugh. a little bit of us to ask, hey, what's going on? Are you okay? You know, because we get caught up in work and, and just being a mom and telling them to get their room clean and tell them that we don't ask them, hey, what is going on in your life? What are you going through? You know, and they're suffering too out there. It's small, even the little ones. Especially 
from this COVID, especially from the COVID. You know, yeah, being like isolated. going back to school. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then not, and then seeing everything in the media and hearing about how everybody's dying and stuff, and they're they're scared too. So talk to them, you know, and and you can help them out with that, just a little bit of it, you know, and tell them to let them know that they have people they can talk to, even if they're friends, you know, even people at school. There's counselors at school that they can go and talk to, you know, if they don't feel comfortable with talking to mom and dad. Mm-hmm. I just want to throw that in there because I try to talk with my children and try to get to the bottom of it. No, mom. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> but I know. Yeah, those bullies are real out there. Yeah, they are. And I don't. I not only tell my daughter to not be a bully or mm-hmm. be kind to people because you never know what they're going through. I also tell her if you see someone being bullied, that you stick up for them. Mm-hmm. But these bullies need to know that they need to stay off social media talking that shit. Because if you run up in and I see you in person, it's on and cracking. I don't do the internet thug. So just keep that in mind, too. Internet thugs. That's a whole, whole nother topic. episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody. We appreciate your time. I cannot speak. Mm-hmm. And I did have a speech impediment when I was younger. So that sometimes I think is my problem. Oh. I, I had to go that. to, well, because I had an English accent. And I couldn't ever say my R's, so it was gonna be like Wabbit. Wabbit. Oh, it was a Wabbit. W. Everything was a W. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's they put okay. me. They would take me out. I didn't know at the time what they were doing. They're sneaky. They take me out of class. Let's play games. And then I was like, right. wait, I'm in the <laughs> special ed room. <laughs> but it was fun right. for me. I only went like for one year. Mm-hmm. But you, so sometimes I stutter. Sometimes I can't talk. So That's okay. now you all know pretty much everything that's wrong with me. <laughs> I pee myself. Right, right. <laughs> I'm anxious. I'm insomnia. And can't talk. And I can't talk. I love it. Howie. <laughs> I guess he said the episode's <laughs> over. He said, I'm done, bitch. <laughs> anyway, guys, please listen to us. Rate and subscribe. Buy us a coffee. Don't forget. Don't forget. And we love you and appreciate your time. Mm-hmm. TT out. Miss Lou out this bit. <laughs>